0: Uh, Well, good morning, good morning, or, yeah, still morning, it's still morning, and I am excited to be before you and thankful for the opportunity uh, to be before the flock. I know we are meeting virtually today, and I peeked on and saw you on YouTube, I didn't look at Facebook yet, but look at you all, um, checked in and uh, uh, dialed in, and that's a blessing, and I'm praying that you, by the grace of God, would... Uh, continue to be dialed in as we will be meeting virtually for a few more weeks. I want you to be in prayer about that and just uh, tuning in as well and commenting, commenting. We can, even though we're meeting virtually, you can comment uh, heavy. Uh, the Facebook comments have gone, we would want some more y'all on Facebook to comment, but the YouTube is always commenting, so we just wanna interact and make this interactive community, even if it's an amen during the sermon, even if it's a hallelujah during the song, and even it is if it's, if it's a during the time of offering, I'm investing or during communion, I thank you, Jesus. Whatever you wanna put in there, interact with each other, but pay attention, but interact, and we're excited about that. Just a few things. I have to do the announcements during this time. So one thing that I really want to focus us on is a group of pastors and Epiphany Fellowship, uh, other other church, not a group of pastors and Epiphany, but churches as well as pastors and leaders in the city. And we met a couple of times this week. And uh, the fire victims on Fairmount, that's about a, a one point three miles from here. The twelve victims uh, that were affected uh, by that, who 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 died in that fire, uh, of those family members in there, and then there are survivors. Is a five-year-old boy that survived as well, and there are other family members uh, and folk that survived in that building as well. Uh, we have a fund that we're doing uh, that we will be unifying the churches, several churches in the city. Uh, we're unifying together to pool our funding to give to those families because the the uh, the funeral is gonna be this Saturday uh, at the Leah Kors Center and I wanna be able to us to get that money to uh, the resource uh, network that we're putting it into to give directly to the family to help with, they, they're, they're eulogizing all 12, 13 of them at the same time. And so during that funeral, lot of them will be there. So this is an enormous cost, even though they have been donated to uh, Leah Court Center. So I want you to keep that lifted, but on our tab, uh, on our giving tab, when you look at where to give, it'll talk about fire victims in there, and so you could just push on the drop-down menu. They'll put that hopefully uh, in the uh, that that link down there where it's where it is in the comments, so that you can see that uh, as well. Um, also, Epiph Academy. One of the things that we're looking for uh, for the past few months. We've been working to launch the academy. Of course, COVID has had some challenges with that, but it'll be starting in a few weeks, the after-school program in our neighborhood. So that's here in our building. We've invested about $120,000 to $30,000 into this. We got a grant for that. So we received a a generous grant, of course, and uh, eager to participate, but we haven't been able to fill all our necessary positions. Without filling the positions, we cannot start uh, our academy. So we want to Get that going. So, what do we need? Group leaders are paid part-time positions, family that uh, uh, that work with small groups of students each day, and we will also uh, volu- uh, need volunteers who can assist with tutoring and basic homework skills. Even if you only need help out, if you gonna only help out one day a week, we would be appreciative of that. Um, we'll have an interest meeting today. It'll be about fifteen to twenty minutes for those interested. epiphanyfellowship.org forward slash epiphacademyzoom. Um, They'll put a link, hopefully, uh, sent out to our congregation as well as put the link in the comments and you'll see that there as well as a way that you can connect with the intro. This is ways that we've been talking about for years that we want to minister to our community. Now we have the opportunity to do it in, in, in a massive scale. We already have a ton of kids signed up, and so we're excited about that, but we want to be able to serve them well as well. As you know, we're entering what we call solemn assembly. This year we're calling it the 21 day experience. So starting tomorrow, we will start our 21 day experience. So for the next 21 days, um, uh, uh, we'll, we'll be focusing on uh, 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 these things. And, and, and for this, year one of the things that I wanted us to focus on uh, was four things it was simplicity and we'll talk about it today in our message because it's business Sunday simplicity faithfulness uh, equipping and edification those four things uh, simplicity faithfulness equipping and edification and so we'll be starting tomorrow uh, January 10th and we will be ending on Janu- uh, uh, through Jan- uh, uh, the January through January 20 30th rather all right? And so, again, we do this each year, but we're extending it this year for one week uh, to every week this time. And so during this experience, it'll be 21 days. And what we'll be doing is we want you to focus on praying uh, and all of the different things that we normally do during this time. And we've sent out instructions. And so um, we will be gathering as an entire church on Wednesdays right now it will be on Zoom. So this Wednesday, it will be on Zoom. We'll send out the information through text, through email and everything, so that you can be able to know how to get into that Zoom. And I want as many of you can get in there as possible as we begin to spend significant time in prayer around these things. And just know, as I sent out the video the other day, um, God will customize. I want you to begin looking through and working through what you what you believe God has called you to focus on during this time as well and during this year. One of the things that I've learned in doing this over the years is I used to make, and my wife knows this, I used to have about 100,000 things on the, on the sheet, and it was hard for me to really focus on what actually got done. Sometimes stuff would get done, but I would have so much stuff I want God to do that it, 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 it had no simplicity to it. So one of the things I encourage you to do is pick out a few things. Last year for me uh, was strong support. That was my big prayer. Um, for everything in my life last year, and so you, uh, pick 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 a idea or a, or an issue that you need God's grace and help, in, take that issue, put the word on it, and pray for it, and invest in it. If it's a breakthrough, if it's an addiction, if it's resources, if it's getting an investment property, if it's starting a business, if it's marriage, if it's contentment, whatever it is that you uh, that you need God deepest for, kind of put that in all one term or a few terms or a few phrases and get some word on it and begin investing your time in prayer in that. Well, uh, today is our Vision Sunday, and I am thankful and excited for the opportunity for this. Every first real Sunday of the year where we're together, I try to do what's called Vision Sunday. I used to wait to February, but I think... Doing it in January is appropriate, particularly around the time of fasting. So let's go uh, before God as we dig into what we're talking about today. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We bless you. Because you have given us the massive amount of grace to be able to do what you've called us to do in spite of the difficulties and challenges in this season. And so, God, I pray in Jesus' mighty name that you would uh, help us to forfeit anything that would— be a resistance to what you've called us to do and help us to invest in what you've called us to do. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Oh God, our strength and our redeemer in whom we trust. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody agree that said? Amen, amen, amen. Vision Sunday. The Bible says that people without vision are unrestrained. Vision is a very, very important part of life. Vision is the ability uh, to have a clear picture of of God's will in a particular area of life based on the word and moving towards it. Real simple, having a idea of what God's will is based on his word for your life and moving towards it. And one of the things that you have to do when you have vision and you're working through vision uh, is, is you, have to, you, you have to begin to plan for it. And you also have to have, vision is also a, a picture of a preferred future. Of mental or visual picture of a preferred future. That's why all of us in our lives should have. All of us in our lives should have vision for different areas of our life. You should have vision for your finances. You should have vision for purity. You should have vision uh, for your in your single life. You should have. Uh, you should have career path vision. Uh, entrepreneurial vision, uh, parental vision, marital vision, vi- vision for every single area of your life. In other words, it, 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 you you have to have some things that your life is built around and core values that help nurture and develop you where you are. That's why I, I, our model here is showing off the glory of Christ in every area of life. That's our vision statement. That's our <coughs> our big idea statement where we build things around does this show off God's glory in a particular area of life it's it's narrow enough to say what the goal is but it's broad enough to apply to anything that's how you that's how you work through vision and then we say well, how do that how does that look and how do we do that Christ-centeredness uh, commitment community com, uh, 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 convergence and culturally relevant ministry and so for us that, that that's how we kind of make decisions uh, do, do they submit to the biblical core values that God has placed in and around what we are supposed to do as believers. And so I'm gonna go through the four things that we're focusing on this year. Simplicity, faithfulness, edification, and equipping. Simplicity, edification, faithfulness, and equipping. Let's look at simplicity. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse two and three is one of those <laughs> hefty verses that kind of help you to get down to like my, my kids do when, when they were doing division, uh, they, they have the LCD, the least common denominator. How do you get to the least common denominator or the least common factor? Y'all done changed it now. You know, over the years, they, they change it, uh, uh, you know, so math changing and you don't know what you're doing as a parent. Amen. Um, look at look at the verses. this is for I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy because I have promised you in marriage <laughs> to one husband to present a pure virgin to Christ. But I fear that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your minds may be seduced from the sincere and pure, Devotion to Christ. <clears throat> One of these, this verse is a verse that Paul utilizes to challenge the Corinthians on their lifetime and lifestyle commitment. He wants them to not be in a place where they are immature and unable to have transseasonal clarity on what it means to be committed to Jesus Christ. I like the way. <laughs> the New American Standard says that, that you may be, he says that you may be drawn away from the simplicity of pure devotion to Christ. Um, one of the things that I, I I want us to begin developing in is simplifying things. Somebody say simplify. It, it's, it's superlatively important um, that we begin to learn how to make everything in our lives and our ministries acceptable. Um, simplicity, don't, listen, don't misinterpret simplicity for a lack of depth because something it can be simple, but it can also have depth. Je- Jesus says, uh, 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 come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn to me for I am meek and lowly y'all, and you will find rest for yourself. Those are simple statements about how Jesus makes himself accessible. But also, he he he's the ancient of days. Also, he, he he he's the rose of Sharon. Also, he's the one after the order of Melchizedek. In other words, even though he makes himself accessible, there's a ton of depth that comes with the one who you have access to. And so here in this passage, what we see in a powerful way is God, is that God is giving through Paul the Corinthians some important things. What is simplicity? The quality of being honest and straightforward in attitude and in speech. <laughs> this is very, very important. So simplicity is a moral trait, a purity, of motive, sincerity, and integrity. It's to have integrity. And so one of the things that I want us as a ministry to, to focus on is this idea of simplicity, accessibility, straightforwardness. And quite, that's why I even did this. Sometimes I know that over the years as a church, we've, we've used highfalutin language at times that sometimes is a blessing and sometimes can be inaccessible. And so that's why this year, instead of saying solemn assembly, I said the 21-day experience and talking about fast, so so, so making our, our verbiage more accessible, right? We want to make our verbiage and our communication more accessible and simple. We want to make, when we come together, particularly in a time like we're in now, whether it's uh, any of our discipleship ministries, our Sunday morning gatherings, that doesn't mean we won't be celebratory. That won't mean we won't have depth and art and enjoyment and different uh, 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 ways of switching it up. But one of the things that we want to do is we want to have a level of simplicity. And, 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 And in this time that we are in, we have to have a massive amount of flexibility. <laughs> um, when 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 you when you're too complex in your function, it's hard to be flexible. You ever have somebody that they were that, that you went you went with them somewhere? Y'all went on all the trip together, and and they you you want to go eat something, and they you're just like we're hungry, and you're like we just gonna stop here. And it's not that they're allergic to stuff; they just got a lot of preferences. Well, I don't like this. Well, I don't like to eat that. Well, I don't eat that. I don't do that. And it's just, and we're not talking about health stuff. We're just talking about personal preferences. And it's like, man, I'm trying to eat. I'm trying to. The, the, the goal is to eat. So let's. I'll keep it simple for you, but we gotta go eat. And that person's so complex because they got all of these massive amounts of preferences. See, see, see. We have to. In this season have a lot of flexibility and the only way to have flexibility is to have simplicity <laughs> because simplicity makes flexibility easier and so one of the things I, I, as your pastor that i want to i want to ask you to be in this season is flexible that means sometimes we're going to meet on sundays and in light of the way the virus is acting and things is going on uh, I, I i i want you to be flexible sometimes we may not have to we may not be able to meet like this last few weeks And then having one of our worship leaders that was supposed to lead today, (coughs) I got COVID. And so we had to get the team to be flexible, to piece together. Thank God for our team. And they had to piece together the worship. And then I just come up and teach and do the announcement. We got to be flexible. It's going to be a lot of that in your life personally, though. It's going to be stuff in your life where you're going to, listen, there's some days your kids are going to be You know in school and you're gonna be like praise God they're at school today And then sometimes they're gonna have to come home. You're gonna have to one if you don't if you don't make your life simpler hear me and You become flexible (coughs) You won't be as flexible as you need to because you'll lose your mind I know some of y'all and for many of us last year was a crazy hard year but a lot of it was because we have been living with such complexity for a long time and then life demanded a level of flexibility. And because we didn't have simplicity, um, we, we ended up frustrated, depressed, and in a bad place because we had too many complexities. And so one of the things that God was saying based on his word, he said, he said you need simplicity of devotion to Jesus. Sincere and pure devotion to him. Break it down to the, to the main things in your life, and we'll come back to that in a second. <coughs> Another way that we're going to be keeping it simple as a church, um, is we're going to be talking about and planning, we're still working on the plan of how this is going to work. But when things slowly but surely open back up a little more, we're going to probably have to move small groups to 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 the church. We're going to have children, youth, and adult ministry on Wednesday nights and break people up into different parts of the of the of the of the building, and we'll be talking about some more expansion things based on God's grace, but we're going to have to be very very flexible this year. And, some, and then we may go back to the way it was. But one of the things we have to do is I want you to be flexible, and I don't want you to check out because many times inflexible people, or I mean people that are complex and inflexible, tend to tend to flight when things aren't in their mind what they want them to be because they're not about the principle of what is supposed to be extracted, which is commitment to Jesus, uh, getting taught, getting discipled, getting invested in and serving. But it's the way it's done that ends up being people's preferential treatments which makes you complex and which makes you lack simplicity and makes you lack a lack of flexibility. I wish y'all were hearing me today. And so this is very, very important for us Not just in this season, but transseasonally. Stay with me because we're going to be walking through some very, very, very deep yet simplistic strategic planning. I'm actually going to be telling you some things that you're going to be blown away by in a few minutes. And so God has been up to some stuff and God has been giving us the wisdom on how to simplify. We'll be applying this even more in a minute. Faithfulness, faithfulness. Second Kings 18 verses five through six. Second Kings chapter 18 verses five through six. It's says Hezekiah relied on the Lord God of Israel. I love that. I mean, it's something about hearing that. I mean, put your name in there, right? Not one of the kings of Judah was like him. That's crazy. Either before him or after him. It's beautiful. He remained faithful to the Lord and did not turn from following him, but kept the commandments of the Lord that the Lord had given him, or given Moses, or commanded Moses. Faithfulness. What is faithfulness? Simply means to claim Jesus Christ. Now, the word for faithfulness means to cling. It means to fasten oneself to an object. Uh, It means to fasten yourself to the Lord. I I, I remember uh, my wife and I were in uh, uh, Colorado one year, and I looked up and saw this person had to be, man, 100 feet up in the air on a mountainside by themselves. I didn't see no line coming down or nothing. And I looked up and I said, ah, I just, I mean, y'all gotta understand I'm scared of heights. I'm scared of heights, right? But then as I looked at some stuff on mountain climbing, they find a place in the cliff and what they began to do is they got this mechanism that they push on the inside, and it and it and it clamps in, and it fastens itself to the rock to hold them in place, so that so that they won't fall to their death. You, you that that's you when it comes to the Lord. You got to fasten yourself to the Lord. It's the same word, the same Hebrew word used here for faithfulness or to cling. Is the same word that Adam uses when he says, "For this cause, a man." "...shall leave his father and mother and cleave." Same word. Same word. (laughs) Same word. It's beautiful. Same word to fast. To stay close to. In this season, we've heard about people. There's nothing really new about people falling away from the faith. (laughs) And one of the things that I want to encourage you all with is that as we fight to keep the main thing the main thing, talking about Jesus that we will have loyalty and commitment to God. That we will have a a, a deep level of loyalty and commitment to God during this time (laughs) where during this season, one of the things or many of the things that helps us to be who God wants us to be is doing the fundamental things that keep us grounded no matter what's going on. This I'm telling you, this sounds so simple, but I'm telling you, I'm learning that when... You don't <clears throat> flow with the fundamental things, you won't be all that God wanted you to be. One of the things that <sighs> funniest interviews I listened to <clears throat> was, was an interview by Kobe <clears throat> um, talking about Shaq. And when he talked about Shaq, he said, "What if Shaq?" Because Shaq used to eat a burger before practice. He eat two Big Macs before practice. You know, I mean, he 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 wouldn't work out as hard based on what Kobe was saying. And he said, the interviewer said, what do, you think Kobe, what do you think Shaq would have been if Shaq would have practiced and just been more disciplined? He said he would have been the greatest basketball player of all time and the most dominant figure in sports. But really, it took him bearing down and just doing more fundamental things that maximize the extent of his game. But the things that he was good at they said he became content in and didn't necessarily grow in. Man, I don't, wanna, I don't want us to be that, family. I don't want us to be that where we become content with status quo. But in the midst of all that's going on with COVID, Omicron, Kappa, Omega, Delta, uh, Epsilon viruses. Help me, Jesus. Because it's going to be 15 more because y'all don't listen to nothing. You know, people don't be listening. Amen. You know. Uh, And so there's gonna be all kinds of strands. And in the midst of all them strands, are we gonna hold out and being committed to the Lord as things will be all over? Things are gonna continue. This is not going to necessarily change soon because the numbers are going up. So the question is, what are we gonna do in our lives to walk as stable believers in the midst of an unstable society and culture? You, and the only way to do that is to faithfully connect to God's means of grace. So one of the things, that, the things that we're going to be doing this year is helping with those things. And we'll talk about those things in a minute. <clears throat> but we got to keep the main thing the main thing. And in this season, we need, in this season, the challenge, we need to be encouraged. To do all that God has called us to do. <clears throat> so one of the things that I'm calling for us to do is I know we've had challenges connecting all churches have. There's not one church is not dealing with it. So we can't act like we're the only one. You know, everybody's coming in and out of quarantine and all of that, right? But one of the things that I want you to do is I want you to be faithful. <clears throat> Figure out how you can be faithful to your time, to God, with God, and to the ministry during this time. Your time, you know what the old church said, time. Talents and treasures. I want to encourage you that ministry is still going on and you'll see in a second. So much is going on. Your time, ways that you can be safe and serve. (laughs) When we ask him for help in areas of need where you can be safe and serve. Not only that, with talents, how can you whether it's virtually or any other way, lend your resources and talents to it, to this opportunity and to the different things that are on the table that God has us doing and the things that we're in need of even during this time. But not only that, your treasures that you will be consistently given. Don't financially check out on us because there's still things to be done and ministry to be done and lives to be changed. But ultimately, let me just just say this in talking about faithfulness. Faithfulness in giving is not giving to the church. Let me say that again: faithfulness isn't supporting ministry. That's not why you give. You give because the Bible says, "Honor the Lord with the first of your wealth." So ultimately, you're giving to God. Now, the byproduct of that is ministry gets done. But ultimately, you, you, you need to and you need to continue to consistently and, com, and, in, a, and in a hefty, committed way to invest in the ministry and invest in what God has called us to do so that we will never have a lapse like we ended up having and never have a lapse and and, and challenge like we had. And so we're encouraged and looking for God to really, really move us forward in so many areas of our calling. Next one, edification, edification, edification. Love this, the, the C part of chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians, verse 26. It says, everything is to be done for building up, Jesus Christ in heaven. That's the main thing I want you to read now. Now, it's a context of this, of course, talking about uh, 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 using gifts amongst the body, right? But the principle here is universal. When it says everything, right? It's a universal principle, everything, <clears throat> is to be used to build up. what is building up is the act of bringing something closer to the fullness or to its completion. That's what edification does. Edification is helping bring stuff to its completion, right? So when we do edification of believers and in ministry and in mission, what ends up happening is that we're helping bring others' faith, others' lives to completion to, to, to a closer. Paul said, I didn't attain it yet, but I press. There's this sense in which we spur one another along, like Hebrew says, to good deeds, love and good deeds. Where we nurture one another along and help one another to get built up. That means that we have to, we have to have participation, investment in everything we do, and particularly strengthening. So we wanna, one of the things that we wanna do this year and that we're working on is investing in growth paths for every level of the ministry. We, we're, 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 we're investing in growth paths. Not only that, we're creating ways to communally connect this year. When the weather breaks, I want us out in the park. I want us out there connecting because we need relational connection. And then I want you to take, some of y'all, I I just need you all to take off your mask for three seconds outside so I can see your face. It's new members that we have that I ain't never seen their face. Somebody, I was out in the store somewhere. They said, Pastor Mason. I said, how are you doing? I just joined. I was looking at them like, oh, you did? Okay. Never seen them before in my life. And I don't like that. You know, I, I want to see your face every night. So, so we're going to have space and, and and things that we can do simplicity, not cost a lot of money, that we can see each other and engage one another lovingly, because this is this is this, we our, our hearts righteously long to see each other, and it's nothing. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Investing in another thing that we want to do is invest in our spiritual and mental health this year. There have been a lot of. Um, spiritual and mental health challenges among all of us. And one of the things that we wanna do is have registrations for town, smaller town hall gatherings of our church where we can just get together and really just sit and just say, this is what's been going on with me. This is what's been going on with my children and just be able to vent. You, I don't know if you ever known, uh, I don't know if you knew, knew but, but man, just, just talking about stuff is good for the soul. <laughs> where you could talk in an environment. I'm not talking about a crazy environment where people don't know what to say. Some, but, but, but it's an environment of just just listening. It may not even be, at that moment, providing any solutions for you. But just listening. And, and man, when you... Because we've been so isolated, um, sometimes we don't feel or hear the commonality of the same things that many of us have been dealing with. And sometimes, just knowing someone else is dealing with the same thing you're dealing with It's comfort without a solution. (laughs) Because you begin to, and that's what community is for. That's what community is for. Community is for us to know that we're not alone. To know that we're not alone. Next. And one of the things that, you know, the Lord has been really impressing upon me. And this is is important for edification in this season. It also applies to simplicity. And it also applies to faithfulness too. This A lot of this kind of melds together because even equipping and edification comes from the same Greek term, but, I'm, but it has two different ways that I'm using it now. But the last thing in this section <coughs> that I believe the Lord has really been impressing upon me and the leaders here is that we need to invest in who is here, not just thinking about who isn't. That's superlatively important because I think sometimes... Um, doing the t- being the type of ministry that we've been from the beginning, I mean, we've done a lot of ministry. We planted a lot of churches, served a lot of folks, but one of the things that the Lord has really impressed upon us in this season, me in particular, um, is that we need to fully invest in who is here. That doesn't mean we won't do outreach. You'll see that we're still doing outreach, but there's going to be a simplicity but hefty level of a local congregation focus like never before for those who are members here. We want to make sure <laughs> and maximize your ability to be edified and to invest in you in, in the best ways possible and serve you as a community in the best ways possible. I really want you to hear that, hear the heart of that. Um, lastly, and then we're gonna go into a, 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 some, 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 some strategic things that we're doing this year. Equipping is the last one. Equipping, uh, uh, Ephesians 4 uh, 11 through 14. Now, equipping here, <laughs> talking about bring someone completion is edification. The idea of that is more so soul stuff, right? But equipping is more so uh, a tooling. And one of the things that we want to do this year, when it says right here, it says in verse 12, it says, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, to build up the body of Christ. That's important. So several things that we want to do is we want to train people and we want to do servant training. I don't like the word volunteer. It's servant training, right? How to be a servant. (laughs) You know, a lot of people come to church and don't know how to serve and then people get frustrated with them. No, we need to help people to understand how to do that. We're gonna be developing more leaders this year, leadership training. And we wanna make sure that we have robust people in place. So a couple of things that I wanna lay out in the rest of our time, these last few minutes that we have. Things for this year. Things for this year. Number one, the building that we were pursuing. As you know, as we were pursuing a building and um, things just kept, Fall, not falling into place, not falling into place, not hearing. I mean, we we got voted to be able to purchase it, and then the state, uh, the state was uh, just hasn't responded in in the sense of uh, giving us the go ahead to purchase it. And one of the things that I started feeling in November, I said, I said, I wonder, Lord, are you just holding this back and telling us to fall back? And I started praying about it, talking to my wife about it, talking to the elders about it, talking to my staff about it. And I said, I think, and then that's when God gave me the word simplicity. And um, we are going to, at this time, at this time, we want to fall back from trying to purchase that building. Um, I believe God wants us in a significant season of simplicity. And that would bring a, a ton of complexity that we are not necessarily prepared in this season to work through. And so in this season, we are going to remain in our current building. And guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna invest the resources that we've put, that, that, that that are available into this current building. So the plan is to redevelop the first floor, redo the basement and redo the third floor, just do it even better than what it is and us to, to work on some of the ministries and spaces that we want to work on. And so, so so again, let me say that again. So I, for the people in the back that didn't hear me, we are not going right now in this season. That doesn't mean we won't ever do it. It's just right now in this season, it's not the season for us <clears throat> to grab a hold of a 133,000 square foot facility. I know it would make for good press online, but it would make us depress locally. <laughs> And so I want us all to have the humility to say, God, God is saying not now. That's what he's saying. He seemed to be saying not now. He didn't say no. He just said not now. And I'm good with that. I had to work through it a little bit. But I'm good with it. And so now we invested in our current people who are here in this current facility, Right? Um, we want to and we want to uh, n- again, we want to nurture and deepening our, our relationship and ministry with those who are here. We want to we make our groups better. We want to make our children's ministry, not, not that anything's bad going on, anything. We want to make our group, small groups better. We want to make our children's ministry better. We want to make you better. We want to make men's ministry better, Bible study, uh, salt, everything better. Just take it deeper. Retreat together if we have, I mean, whatever we have to do, and some of this, I don't know how all of this is even going to look. I just know that God said simplicity and fall back. And some stuff God's going to call an audible in the year for us. But I just know that, that what God has called us to do, he's, he really wants us to really bear down and develop more quality. In our experience in this season because we've been apart for so long and so we really need to focus on developing more quality church spiritual life Uh, and and strengthening our youth ministry even and we'll talk about those things soon but these are things that we want to do one of the things that I want us to understand is one of the things that I have done is sometimes I've focused a lot on the neighborhood, and we've kind of been you know uh, I, and, and I've always said we're a regional yet neighborhood church or you know community church, but one of the things I want to I want to cast our net broader, and this is the thing I, I want to make the qua, I want to make I want to have comprehensive quality layers to our ministry, to the type of people that's here. <coughs> so that <coughs> excuse me. So that means. Um, Reaching professional people, not just reaching people that are struggling in their financial life. Sometimes I feel like I may have communicated that's the only people we want to (laughs) reach. So I want to bring middle class, upper class. It's in our vision statement. I mean, our vision presentation that I do for um for, for for our um our ministry our membership you know our membership class company community but I, I really want to emphasize that more that we want to reach a lot of different people and one of the things that i want to I want to see is even more professional men in the ministry I know the lady's going to they've running around the living room now with with your pajamas and socks on blessing the Lord God almighty but 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 I'm, but I'm saying I, I I want to broaden uh, uh the, the the um you know, I just want to broaden the, 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 the fact we got a lot of professional sisters here and that type of thing. We got different people from different walks of life, but we want to we want to minister to every type of person. And so I want to cast this. This church is not just for the community. We do community stuff, but we're not just for the community. <clears throat> Major celebrations from last year. And then I'm done. Then I'm done. Um, again, we thank God for us receiving a hundred and twenty thousand dollar grant last year uh, for uh, 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 um, our five-day after-school program. So, so, so we thank God for that. We can give God and bless God for that. But I don't know if you all know this, <clears throat> but a press release went out in December, and um, we received a grant from the city of Philadelphia. <clears throat> for $392,313. Let me say that again. We received a grant from the city of Philadelphia for $392, $392,313. Now, that money is interesting because it's a powerful grant that we got. <clears throat> and we want to shout out to Dr. Bridgette and the whole team who helped us get uh, this grant. Um, one of the things that um, we have at the, at the church is we have the boxing league. Um, but we'll be able to take that money and the money is an anti-violent grant. So it's basically for mental health for people that are dealing with violence in the particular community. So we can invest that money into helping building uh, outreach staff for that. So that's paying the, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, those who are already helping with the boxing league already and to invest in that money being used as a weight, as a measuring rod to see how the mental health of those who we serve goes up. And so now that we're in the door, we're praying that this would be a reoccurring grant. This is a big issue and it's is a, is a big deal, y'all, that our city, this is our city, deemed the work that we were doing and God's grace on our ministry that we were already doing as viable enough and trustworthy enough to give us all of that money. So in last year in grant money to do ministry to our community, we've received over a half a million dollars. And so um, we just wanna be able to serve God and to honor God in, um, in, the, in this process. And that's, that's what God, want, that's what he put us here for. So, so, so this year, this is simple today, it's super simple. Today, this year, four things. I want you to remember it. Simplicity, faithfulness, equipping, and edification. Or we can say simplicity, edification, faithfulness, and equipping. C-f-a. <laughs> Just remember that. C-f-a or C-f, whatever you want to say, right? And so we're going to, we're going to focus on that this year. And I, I can't. I can't wait. I, I believe God is going to sober us in so many areas in our souls this year. Um, I believe that God is going to help us to be flexible, uh, like people in the Bible were in times of famine and in times of a lot. They had to the, They had the Ru, uh, 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 Ruth and, and and Naomi. They had to go with Elkanah. They had to do all. People. Jesus' mother and father had to go to Egypt during time. of famine. Joseph had the family had to move. Listen. Listen, we ain't the first ones to deal with a pandemic. The people of God, let me me just say this in ending, always dealt with difficult times, seasonal issues. And God always required the same commitment to him in times of safety and the times of turmoil. And so today we trust that Jesus Christ is the one who ultimately, because the cross, listen, is the ultimate sign of everything that I said. It does all of that. It's in the midst of the chaos. That was going around around Jesus where the sun went black and and, and 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 the sky cracked open and it was thundering and it got dark and all those things happened while he was on the cross. But at the same time that all of that chaos was going on, he was stabilizing. He was strengthening. He was bringing spiritual vitality. He was, guess what? He was bring, he, in simplicity of his death. He was being faithful. And, and, and not only that, he was edifying and equipping us to be everything we're supposed to be in him by faith in him. And maybe you're here today and you've never placed your trust in him. Place your crust in Jesus Christ. And Jesus will unclutter your life. I guarantee it. If you put your confidence in what he did, his finished work on the cross, and get up from the grave, and him getting up from the grave on your behalf, listen, family, you will experience fullness of life. Amen. Well, Let's prepare hearts and minds for communion. I know, like in my house, if you're anything like my house, if you're anything like my house, um, you got to run in the kitchen and get a piece of something—piece of cracker, toast, cheese it, whatever you got to get. You know, a piece of granola bar, whatever you can use. God, God can, God can transform it into a symbol of Jesus. Hallelujah.